Hey, I'm Alex. And I'm Mike. From the Weekly Undertaking, and you're... No, wait. I'm from the Oxymorons, and you're, <laughs> you're watching, watching The Weekly, Weekly Undertaking. Undertaking. <laughs> you remember that from Disney Channel? In every commercial break ever? Yes. Yeah. I that's what we were doing. It took us seven tries, but we did it. <laughs> we wanted to make sure that it was perfect. It wasn't. No, Hooray, not at all. But yeah. we're keeping it because I'm I'm getting tired of that. Yeah. Anyway, hello everyone. This is episode thirty-five of the Weekly Undertaking. Me. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I don't know what you would do without me writing that on the computer every week. I really, I would have to count, and that would require a lot of effort. I'm gonna mislabel one one day. Just because, to see if I fuck it up? Yes. I guarantee you I will. Okay, great. And we'll, we'll all look forward to that, because yeah. that's going to be hilarious. That's something to look forward yes. to. So today mm -hmm. is uh, is an episode for all you Disney lovers out there. But before that, mm -hmm. we got to bring back one of my favorite segments that we only did once. Old news. Old news. Because, as you know, or don't, I don't know. How many episodes have you listened to? Three? Then you don't. But uh, we record two. You are antagonizing our listeners a little too much today. They could be very loyal listeners. They could have listened to all thirty-five episodes. I don't know them. My dad is is listening to every episode, <laughs> and he knows me very well. Okay, excuse you. Well, I'm sorry then if you're Mike's dad, but if not, <laughs> uh, we record in advance uh, as to uh, you know. Account make, for life. Yeah, make sure that we don't miss our, our update schedules, mm -hmm. even though I managed to forget that we do a podcast every Sunday and forget to upload on time. Sorry about that. What do you mean? You upload? Did you upload? I, I forgot, and I, it, it went up two hours late today. Ah, whatever. Or last week. Okay. You know what I mean? It's complicated. Yeah, I get Basically, <laughs> anything that happened this week is going to be very old news by the time you're hearing us talk about it, because, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Because the news cycle goes so quickly. Yes, but to start off, mm -hmm. I want to tell you about something funny that uh, happened a few weeks ago, and I forgot to mention it last week. Oh, so this is old, old news. This is double old news. Okay. Double old news. Is that our, is that our double old news yes. segment? Okay, cool. Gotcha. Uh, but uh, anyway, so... I'm a big Nintendo fan, as you know. I'm aware. And a few weeks ago, uh, Reggie fils who was president of Nintendo of America, announced that he would be retiring soon. Oh, all right. So he's a great man. Mm -hmm. he, he has made many memes. I have to show you some of them. You, you should show me he, some of them. He's the, guy, he's the guy who did, my body is ready. What? You haven't heard that? I mean, I've heard the slogan. He's the one that... that... Well, because he came out on like a Nintendo presentation where they were showing off the Wii balance board. And they're like, we're going to have Reggie demonstrate. And he walked out and he's just like, my my body is ready. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> now people just mimicked that for 20 years. Nice. Nice. All right. So anyway... He... I am not. I am less familiar with Reggie, but I'm he, good for him. I got to show you a compilation because he's, he's, he's incredible. Okay. But anyway, why I bring it up is because his replacement who will be president of Nintendo of America, mm -hmm. his real name is Doug Bowser. Okay, this sounds like a trap. It's This sounds like bullshit. It's incredible. Yeah. His first picture after the announcement was him holding a sign saying, looking forward to working with you. And uh, in the background is a Mario and Luigi plushie tied up on a shelf. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. That's good stuff. And I'm just like, yay, they're going to lean into this. I mean, they have to. Yes. They, they're... President is named after one of the most iconic villains of any video game. Yes, yeah, and that's, that's that's just beautiful. That's very, very that's funny. That's completely incredible, so I had to mention that. Yeah. But as of more recent news, yes. uh, this was a great week for Pokemon fans. It was. Uh, it was the 23rd year anniversary of the franchise. Congratulations, Pokemon. I mean, okay, yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, they're the, they're the most successful video game franchise in history. Is it? Well, should I not congratulate them then? I guess... You know what? You're right. They're it's... the only reason we're still friends. They they are exclusive. They're you're the right, only reason right. we made it through those awkward middle middle school years, <laughs> by leaning into the awkward. Yes. By playing more Pokemon. And look how well we turned out. <laughs> I blame you, Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you? Anyway, uh, we got two big announcements this week. Yes, First we did. one was the Detective Pikachu second trailer, which mm -hmm. looks phenomenal, even yes. more so. It, it does. Uh, I'm more and more convinced that Ryan Reynolds signed up for this exclusively so he can make jokes about it in Dead Deadpool three. I and I'm looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. Me I, too. I think it's going to be very fun. It, it does. I, I I watched it a couple times, and the trailer just like. It looks like it's just going to be raw fun outside of the tr the typical Pokemon kid, you know, yeah, imagination. Yeah, this looks like something for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Like truly something for everyone. Mm -hmm. And if you've seen this trailer and you're a Pokemon fan, 
your mind was exploded. And if you saw this trailer and you weren't, you probably said, oh, this looks cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Because, yeah, you that's... know, the little surprise cameo at the end. Not going to say, because if you haven't seen it, you got to see it. Wait, the, the surprise cameo? You know. I do. Pikachu. Oh, right. I'm bleep, I totally forgot I'm, about that. I'm going to bleep out that that name later. Just, yeah. just to be safe. Just... I don't know if you've seen it. You may live under a rock. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Uh... He's striking back again. Okay, there's a hint. There's a hint. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, mm-hmm. um, and then alongside that, uh, Came what I'm, what I personally was more excited about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sit closer. You're, see, talk, talk more into the microphone and shake everything while you move. Yeah. Thanks. Well, can we, can we fix that? In post? I'm going to try my damn best. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, but yeah, the, the more important thing is that Pokemon Generation 8, uh, for the was, Nintendo Switch was, is that how it's supposed to be pronounced? No. Switch? Switch. 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 They, they, they have to, they have to, that's an interesting choice. Well, that's how I, that's my choice to say it like that. Oh, okay. So it's not the official. My Nintendo. console, my choice, Michael. That's okay. Fair enough. Call it whatever you like. Um, but. They, Sorry, I, I made fun of a movement slogan in, in regards to a video game console. Why are you apologizing? I don't know. I might have offended someone. Okay. Cool. I'm just being, I'm covering all my bases. All right. I didn't mean to offend any, I didn't. No, let's go. Anyway, continue. So now that we've covered that, Alex is a total dick. Yep. Uh, so Pokemon Sword and uh, Shield. Interesting names. Yes. I was hoping for King and Queen because I would have gone with Queen. Th- uh, thank you for that little. Because yes, Queen. Yeah, yes, Slay. Queen. That's where that that's a meme, right? I think yes. It, yeah. It's a meme. That happened to Gaga, I think. I don't know. A it couple was a years meme. back. I yeah. Don't know. All right. Yes, Queen. Yes, Queen. Anyway. Yes to the Queen. I would have gotten Queen. You would have gotten Queen. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna get Sword or Shield? I think I'm gonna get shield. Mm-hmm. It's the shield. Oh, I guess it's a, from Avengers. Referencing the other very very geeky uh, shield, yeah. thing that we're a part of. Well, yeah. we got we were doing Disney today, so we had to get Pokemon and Marvel in here somehow. Pokemon's not known by Disney. No, I know. Okay. But I mean, like, just covering all my nerd bases. Covering all your nerd bases. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, the Galar region, or is it Galar? Galar. Galar. Okay. G-A-L-A-R. Okay, so the Galar region is based off of the UK. Hooray! Hooray. I personally um need this this uh Team Rocket equivalent. It needs to be based off of the, the IRA, I think. That, <laughs> wow, that, great that, that joke I'm to... hearing for the first time. <laughs> good, good, good cover. Thank you for that. He walked in, and he's like... Team Rocket needs to be the ROA, Alex. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have to do it. I mean, you know. It's... No, that is a funny joke. Yeah, I'm sorry but... I took away from that. I, I'm, I'm upset at you. <laughs> I worked hard on that, damn it. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, no, it's going to be a very, very fun thing. It looks gorgeous. It's beautiful. Mm. I'm I'm very excited. I also want their their take on the Brexit situation. Mm. I really I really am looking forward to that. Who knows? It might, might come up. I, I doubt it. I don't think Pokemon's going to get political in its mainline story. I know. No, but like with all of the things that are the the final Brexit deadline is in less than a month, and now they announce it, like <laughs> it's too perfect. It's the only good news for Britain in quite a while. Quite a while, yeah, exactly. We're getting a Pokemon game. <laughs> also, our country may be doomed. Yeah, the, our economy has been tanking since we since the referendum. <sighs> so that looks exciting, and it I'm is. gonna be playing that. Oh, absolutely! Uh, it's gonna be very very exciting. Yeah. I I did appreciate there was a. There was a reference to the fact that there might be Pokemon Soccer, which has some yeah. very interesting capabilities. I, I would dig it. Mm-hmm. Or, like, the soccer stadiums, I think they're gyms, but they look like giant soccer stadiums. Right, because Britain's obsessed with, with yeah. football, as, as a lot it. of Europe is. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it looks fun. Yeah, I'm very, very excited. Can't wait to learn more. We'll probably be talking about this game for quite a while during its, uh, its release uh as more information gets released, that God, is. God, I hope not. But yeah, that'll be... <laughs> no, it'll probably be like once every couple of weeks, we'll be talking about nothing but this. Yeah, so because... look forward to that. I'm, I am I sincerely apologize. We'll give like a Pokemon warning in the beginning. And it's like, warning, Pokemon war- Pokemon segment, and then skip we'll, to minute skip, 10. If you're, if you're not a complete nerd, mm-hmm. like, like we are. Yes, mm-hmm. like 90% or less, you could just skip. Yeah. Anymore, you're fine. Ninety-two, you're you're you're, but, you're passable. <laughs> but anyway, Mike, I think we have to start talking about uh, a, a weekly undertaking that I'm I'm very proud that you 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 have conceived <laughs> for us. Yes, I am. I am too. Absolutely. 
The, uh, what was the name of this challenge, Alex? Decom Retcon. The Decom Retcon. Yeah, yo. Yeah, yo. So, uh, our challenge was to watch seven Disney Channel original movies. Not Disney movies. Disney Channel original movies. The ones that were aired on the Disney Channel made for TV movies Mm -hmm. that Disney made. Absolutely. That were a huge part of our childhood. More or less, yes. Did you not watch DCOMs as a kid? I didn't really like a lot of them. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. They were just on. Yeah. I mean, I got ex- I'm not going to lie. I got excited about several of them when I was growing up. That's cool. No, mm. you mentioned that last week. I, yeah, I mean, I'm, one thing that I know is, is that these movies are a lot shorter than I remember them being. Yeah, everyone was like a little over an hour. N- yeah, like 90 minutes max, mm-hmm. um, which was very surprising for me because... It's not surprising to me. They cover a two-hour time block with commercials. Yeah, that's... Well, that's exactly what I was what I was going to say. Is like the commercials made up more of the movie than I realized. Oh, yeah, did. no. Those movies cut to commercial every five minutes. Yeah, and you could tell when you're watching. I don't know where <laughs> you watch them, but for me, you could tell the cuts that were meant to be commercial <laughs> breaks. It was great. So did you actually watch seven DCOMs? I watched six. You watched six. I, I thought, also watched six. Great. Mm-hmm. You want to list off yours? Yes, I actually watched four of them in one night, which was far too many. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I, yeah, way. Oh, God. Um, but I watched um, mostly 90s DCOMs. So I watched The Luck of the Irish. Never. I, I, I've seen it once okay. a long time ago. It was a weird one. We'll get into it. But The Luck of the Irish, the 13th year. Never heard of it. But, okay, so Luck of the Irish is about a kid growing up in middle school. He turns into a leprechaun or something? He, he finds out that he is a leprechaun after his family has hidden his ethnicity from him this entire time. Which And then it turns out that his family is a family of leprechauns, and then a guy steals their lucky coin, and then they all revert back to leprechauns, and he has to go invade a potato, factor, potato chip factory and compete in all these Irish traditional games in order to steal his coin back. And I want to say, it is very interesting... The, the amount of privilege in the problem of, I wonder what brand of white I am, <laughs> which is the entire premise of the movie. What? Irish? Yeah. And it's also, it was also so heavily implied throughout the movie that, like, um, they, that, like, they go into, like, the, the discrimination that the Irish had when they first came over during the potato famine and all this stuff, which is very true, but it's just, like, one of the main... In the ca- bigger picture. One of the main characters, his be- the main character's best friend was a black boy who was just, like, there the entire time, not question. He had one line in which, like, one person was lecturing, just like, when the Irish came over here, they had to do jobs that nobody else wanted to do, and they got paid unfair prices, and the kid goes, well, at least they got paid, and that was the only acknowledgement. Oh, the only acknowledgement that you know at least they kind of saw it they kind of touched on it um but i watched that one and i watched the 13th year which is essentially the same thing except um you know instead of turning into a leprechaun he turns into a mermaid great yeah uh dave coulier is in that one really yeah from full house well where has he been he uh, uh, i guess doing decoms i guess he did he did a decom in which he was the the adopted father of a mermaid that didn't know he was a mermaid (laughs) um so that was that was a great one Mm -hmm. um then i watched miracle in lane two which starred Frankie, um... Muniz? Yeah, that guy. Frankie Muniz. I don't know any other Frankies. <laughs> the only important one, honestly. Frankie Muniz as, um, a, uh, wheelchair, uh, as a disabled child in a wheelchair who tries to, um, find a sport, and he eventually lands on, uh, soapbox racing, and his quest through that. Uh, it's based on a true story, and it was actually, I thought, the best done one that i saw because it also touched on surprisingly uh tough topics like he the kid frankie muniz prays to god in the form of nascar driver bobby wade and it it was hysterical bobby wade's wearing a shirt that says god on the back and frankie goes you know god you know i i think that yeah i've had like 25 surgeries since I've been born and I've gone through all this trouble and I'm in a wheelchair and I get bullied and I can't do anything that I want to do. I think you made a mistake when I, when, when you made me. And then Bobby Wade turns around and he's wearing a shirt that says on it, I don't make mistakes. And that's exactly the line that Bobby Wade gives. And so I was just very surprised at the depth of the, um, of like the theological thing of like, God created this child that, um, you know, suffers so much. Why did, why would God do that? Like it touched uh-huh. on that dynamic, which was very, very surprising to me. Wow. 
Did you watch Miracle in Lane 2? Uh, no. But <laughs> to be honest, I was only half listening because I was coming up with this joke. Ready? Okay. Okay. What did Dave Coulier do when he saw a coupon for his favorite store in a magazine? Uh, what did Dave Coulier do? He cut it out. <laughs> it took me three minutes to come up with that. I, I can tell. I was like, okay, what are things that cut, that people cut out of? You, and you landed on coupons. Coupons. <laughs> I, I guess so. <laughs> Based on his his primary his primary um, the the one thing he's known for the one cutting thing, things out cutting things out of uh, out of magazines. Uh huh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what other movies did you watch? Okay, I do want to get back to Miracle in Lane Two, but I also watched um, Brink. Do you remember Brink? Brink. Yeah. It was the highest rated movie that I watched on IMDb. Personally, I thought it was the worst movie that really? I watched. Well, yeah. Give me give me the other two. We'll go into in-depth reviews in a second. Okay. Just give me give me the I others. also watched Smart House. I've heard of that one. Okay. I watched that one. It freaked me out as a kid. <laughs> um and then I watched The Color of Friendship, the movie that ended racism. Oh, great. Yeah, absolutely. And um, what were the six movies that you watched? Okay. Uh the High School Musical Trilogy. Great. So that's half of them. Excellent. They all blend together, and I don't remember any of it. <laughs> okay, that's a classic. Yes. Camp Rock. Oh, another classic. Yes. Dadnapped. Dadnapped? That was the one with Phil Lewis in it that I looked for. I was like, oh, that's the one. Oh, okay. Where Phil Lewis is a bad guy, but he's not a bad guy type guy. I don't know. He's an antagonist. Yes. And then Hatching Pete. Which I have to fucking dive deep in on, because I have some complicated <laughs> opinions about Hatching Pete. Is, what's, okay, can you give us a premise of Hatching Pete? Hatching Pete, it's, it's probably, it's, it's on average with your every, like, regular decom film, mm -hmm. where, like, the camera's awful, and, like, it looks like a poorly shot TV show, and there's, like, no budget, right. but despite everything... I fucking love this movie so much, <laughs> what? Okay. and I had forgotten it existed, because as a kid, I watched it, like, 30 times. Basically, what the what the, uh, what the the movie's about okay. is you have Mitchell Musso's in it. Oh, okay. Uh, he plays, like, the stupid best friend, mm -hmm. but it's about uh, a guy who's, like, completely, like, a nobody, and he's played by that guy who looks like every Disney Channel star had the, had a baby together. Like, he looks like a blend of all of them. Can he's you, just, like, a tall blonde guy. Can with, you give us the name with of the bowl cut? No, I don't know. Okay, what's the, what's the name of the movie? Hatching Pete? Yes. I'm looking it up. But anyway, uh... He becomes the mascot of uh, the basketball team, and he becomes, like, super famous in the town, and everyone shows up to watch him. Mm -hmm. And, like, it becomes this mystery of, like, who's the mascot? And it's it's stupid, but it's awesome. I hate it. Um, it's that guy on the left. On the left, that is, uh, I'm going to pull up the Wikipedia. That's Jason Dolly. Oh, it is Jason Dolly. That's Jason Dolly, who he... Yeah, you're right. He does look like every single Disney Channel star <laughs> has a baby together. Interchangeable Disney Channel original movie star. Yeah, absolutely. But it's it's such a great movie because I always envisioned myself in like because I was like the shy loser kid in school. Yeah, you growing never got out of that. Yes, <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. Um, I was the shy loser kid, and and I saw like this guy who I could put myself into. Mm -hmm. Um, and he just got a chance to perform and entertain people without having to, like, uh, risk embarrassment, because he's like, if he screws up, people think Mitchell Musso's in the costume for half the movie, by the way. Oh, so, great. Yeah, if, if he messes up, then everyone blames him, mm -hmm. but then he does really well, like, he's a really good mascot, so then Mitchell Musso becomes super popular, because, you know, everyone loves the mascot. Right, he's the number one guy. In yeah. The, so, that's another thing that I noticed in many of these movies, is that the main character is inexplicably popular <laughs> that, that's just a thing like uh, we'll get into the 13th year but in the 13th year he's the star of the swim team and he's the most popular kid a direct quote from the movie is yeah he, kyle's the most popular kid in school <laughs> which i mean i was on the swim team nobody gave a crap yeah, about some, us some nice establishing uh mm -hmm. some nice establishing uh uh words yeah but continue about about hatching pete and jason dolly's performance as yeah, the well, Basically, it was just a decal movie, but I related so much to it that I just I fell in love with the concept, and mm -hmm. I always wished that I was like I was that. Mm -hmm. And I I watched it, so I watched the behind the scene features where they pointed out where they used the stunt suit with like different feet, and I was like, and it, while I was watching it again, I was like, oh, that's the scene. There's the scene. That's the scene. We, it looks a little Did different. Did you have this movie on DVD or something? No, it was just always on for like one summer or something, I guess. 
kind of want it now. Well, Maybe I'll buy it. How'd you get the behind-the-scenes stuff? I It might have just been, like, a special on Disney Channel at one point. Maybe it was, like... Maybe they did behind-the-scenes stuff when the movie first aired. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just remember learning about this movie somewhere. It's okay. like, I wouldn't have cared enough to research it. Right. You did, so you did not research this movie at all? I don't think so. Like, you didn't look up a YouTube video of hatching Pete behind the scenes? No. Finding out the, ri- the hidden rivalry? I learned all of this information when I was a kid. <laughs> and it has retained in the in the depths of my brain. Okay. And yeah. So you know the way that um, Hatching Pete's costume, you know, the, the the way that the stunt costume works. That's really cool. Can you recite for me the quadratic formula? A squared plus B squared <laughs> equals C squared? No, no, that's not even close. Uh, <laughs> cool. No, I mean, you had your priorities in order. I respect that. Uh, I respect that. Mike, thanks. You're welcome. You know, I could ask you a random question, but I'm not gonna. Can you ask me a random question? Okay, fine. What's... How do you make a pie? You get Mike. The, the, you get the ingredients of a pie. You put it in the pie, and then you put it in the oven. For okay, well, I could have answered. Well, you write the formula <laughs> on the wall, and there it is, and that's it. Yeah. There you go. So anyway, um, any you other suck. thoughts about Hatching Pete? It's incredible. It's but it's not a good movie. Cool. But I love it. Well, none of these movies are good movies. It was the first one I watched, so it's like. And when I was researching movies, I saw this one. Mm-hmm. I was like, <gasps> Hatching Pete. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot that Hatching Pete existed, honestly. Me too, and I was so happy to remember it. What what year did that movie come out? Uh, Late 2000s, I think. Okay, so all of my movies happened between the years of 1998 and 2001. Okay, and all my movies are in the 2000s. 2002, actually. So, um, okay, so how I I gave a very brief synopsis of um, The Luck of the Irish. Yeah, talk to me about some of your favorites. Okay, well... Favorite. Well, my favorite one, like I said, was um, was Miracle in Lane Two, which originally I thought was a sequel to Miracle in Lane, but it wasn't. It was just about a kid that had a miracle while he was in Lane Two. Cool. Um, so I, I was first of all shocker right off the bat. I thought I was. You got to use a high number so people think there's no way a movie's this good that it gets thirty eight sequels. I mean, how I would pay for thirty eight sequels of Shrek. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. Shrek 38 comes out. I'm in the theater opening night. But um, but with that being said, um, I really did. Uh, I really did love the movie. Um, it was like there was a lot happening, and I thought that the family dynamic. I mean, it was, it was simple enough that a kid could understand it. But it was, you know, the um, the brother dealing with the fact that that his the the brother of Frankie Muniz dealing with the fact that Frankie Muniz was going to get all the attention because of medical necessity and things like that. And that is a complicated issue that actually, like, a lot of, like, younger kids can relate to because, mm-hmm. like, they see people come in with, like, cats and then they get all the attention in the world because right. everyone's like, let me sign! Let me be a part of your injury! Well, I mean, also, there are children that grow up in wheelchairs, too. That is something I wasn't thinking about. <laughs> yes. But, yes. <laughs> that is that is a reality. Um, and... The the family dynamic of that, you know, the kid, the brother is a huge sports star and Frankie Muniz looks up to the sports star and he wants to do sports, but they won't let him play baseball. They won't. He can't do um, a lot of different things because he is he's paralyzed hmm. from the waist down. OK, um, let me ask you one thing. Sure. Uh, you really seem to like this movie. Can you give me the name of Frankie Muniz's character? <sighs> yes. His last name is Yoder. Um what was his first name? Was it Josh? I want to say it's Josh Yoder. Okay. Um, I'm impressed. His last name was Yoder. I'm... What was the first name? Don't look it up. No, I'm going to look it up. All right. Miracle in Lane 2. Um, Miracle in Lane I got to change two. the Wi-Fi password. Yeah, you do. Um, I've seen the posters. Yes. Doesn't keep the name in the description? Damn. Um, Miracle in Lane 2 is about... God. Oh my God, I'm very upset. Justin Yoder, Justin, not Josh. Wow, Justin Yoder. You got the first letter right. I did. Good I, job. I was close. I should have remembered because the side of his race car said "Just in Time." That's a that was a pun. <laughs> oh my God, that's very clever. Um, but I wow. I uh was very impressed by it. I mean, you know, weak screenwriting aside, um, there was <laughs> there. There was one moment in which it was a kind of a beautiful scene. The movie concluded on Justin winning the race and, uh, you know, becoming the national best soapbox derby racer in a very long time. And he um, he becomes this, 
he opens the door for a lot of different different um people uh to different people with various disabilities to join this the the soapbox derby thing but it closes on a note and i understand what it was trying to do but it just came across as weird is that justin goes to god who abandons him at one point in the movie which was again very dark okay um but justin goes to god and it's like god what's heaven like is it like is everybody there perfect? And God uh, and God in the form of Bobby Wade, famous NASCAR driver, mm-hmm. uh, goes to the gates of heaven, opens them, and you just see a uh, like everybody floating around with wings, but every single person is in a wheelchair, and it's it's great because I get it. It's like oh, you're perfect just the way you are. You're perfect with the wheelchair, but in my mind, I'm like that implies that everyone that is not in a wheelchair <laughs> does not go to heaven. Is in hell. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, How dare you take your legs for granted? Also, yeah, exactly. And also, like I, like I said, I understand what it was trying to do, but just in a logistic thing, if everybody that goes to heaven gets wings, why are you still in a wheelchair? <laughs> a wheelchair. <laughs> um, I mean, listen, I like I said, it was a beautiful moment, but it just raised all these questions it in did. my mind. Yeah, a lot uh, of yeah. Also, they actually had Bobby Wade as Bobby Wade come up and visit Frankie while he was, in, or um, Justin. I'm gonna stick to the name now. Mm-hmm. While he was in the hospital, and it was great because his hero comes and Justin gives him some advice on race car driving and stuff like that. But also, he takes his bedpan. Bobby like takes his bedpan, like just steals it straight from his room. And later in later in the movie, they show. Bobby in a NASCAR race and he's just like I got some great advice from this racer and he takes the bedpan out of his car and shows them the advice that he that Justin gave him and I'm just like why would you take the bedpan of all things wow that is it was kind of a questionable moment but that's uh that's my very brief review of uh miracle and lane two so you liked it i did like it a lot um it was a terrible like terrible act there was a lot of different um elements that i could criticize but i'm gonna concentrate on what they did good oh (laughs) tell me about your thoughts on the high school musical trilogy (laughs) well that i'm I'm not gonna go there yet or really maybe not at all because you've probably all seen them um so what i want to hear what you think about them well I want to go in order, kind of. Okay. Any, because I also have a point that I wanted to ask you about. Okay, sure. Has any, did any of your movies that you watched had like a like a song written by one of the actors in it? Oh, every single so, one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So here's what I'm here's what I'm trying to say. In both Hatching Pete and Dadnapped, which is what I'm going to talk about, uh-huh. uh, Mitchell Musso and um, Emily Osment in respective films had new songs debuting, and they both played. Twice in each movie mm-hmm. for two different dance scenes. Oh, really? Yes. Like, in my movies, they just used it as an end credit no. thing. The, in Hatching Pete, there was a parade scene where the Mitchell Musso song <laughs> was like a part of it. It was like, great. And then at the end, uh, like during the celebration part, they played the exact same song again. Yeah. And also, <laughs> Mitchell Musso's character just like at like the final showdown like went to the marching band section grabbed drumsticks and started beating on a drum set that was apparently there (laughs) i I guess because he could play the drums and he wanted to show that off and then um and then in dadnapped uh the the movie opens and ends with this emily osmond song was Um, it called dadnapped no uh but some sometimes i think like they make movies because they have new songs to showcase. I wouldn't. That would not surprise me at all. They also have a rotating cast of the same kind of people that well, are yeah. in every movie. I think every Disney Channel or like actor is required to be in at least one decom movie. That is part of the Mickey contract. I, I wouldn't be surprised. But anyway, this movie, Dadnapped, mm-hmm. uh, Emily Osment's the titular character or the the title character. No titular. That's a good titular's word. right. Yeah. Okay. And her dad is like a famous uh, book writer yep. who writes this uh, this book series about a guy named Trip, who uh, Home Alone style invents a bunch of contraptions to catch bad guys, and everyone's obsessed with this book <laughs> for some reason. It's the stupidest fucking thing. But like, there's so many people who are like so into this book. It's like, oh yeah, what would Trip do? Which is also such like a stupid name. What would Trip do? WWTD. No offense to all the Trips out there, but that's a really like '90s like nicknamed kind of name. There are people named Trip with two P's. Yes, I don't know anyone named Trip. Neither do I. Again, sorry, but like, not sorry. Your name's kind of weird. You're pissing off a lot of people today, Alex. Yeah, I'm covering all my bases, Mike. You are. <laughs> and that's a part of nerd culture. If you're not pissing someone off, you're doing something wrong. I, I, 
I guess so. <laughs> so anyway, mm-hmm. uh, the dad gets kidnapped in this movie twice by two different sets of people. Were they, were they both dads? Actually, no. Sorry, he gets kidnapped kind of three times. Um, the, At this point, you just gotta learn the your first lesson. Time, <laughs> the first time he gets uh, kidnapped by the guy from Wizards of Waverly Place. Which guy? The older brother. Uh, David Henry? Yes, he gets kidnapped by David Henry, Rico from Hannah Montana, <laughs> and... Uh, their third friend, whose name escapes me, and I also ne- don't recognize from anything. Okay, well, here's a question that I have: Is what is the age of this dad? Is he like a middle aged? No, he's dad? like yeah, he's like in his early forties. So he's getting kidnapped by teenagers. Yes, but basically <laughs> the thing is, he got he got kidnapped at his at his trip convention because mm-hmm. uh, the whole point of the movie is Emily Osment hates that his dad only cares about his fictional character. And like, that's all her. he talks about. Yeah, and he doesn't care about her at all. Right. So, like, she's kind of pissed about that the whole time, reasonably. Mm-hmm. And his dad is, uh, her dad's super blind to that, of course. And then he gets kidnapped by a bunch of hardcore trip fans who are like, we'll let you go if you show us how to make this trip trap from episode 98 of book three, uh, Trip Strikes Back t- 7 or something. And he does... And it's like it's this stupid ass like book trap where you open it and like a mouse trap goes off and puts fate like paint in someone's face. Great. So it's that's a great prank. That's why they kidnapped him. And then they pull the prank because <laughs> they couldn't figure out how to rake a mouse trap by themselves. Yeah. And then of course Emily Osment's the one who opens the book. Of course. Yeah, she gets covered in fluids like five times in this movie. Oh, jeez. To, to a point where I noticed and it was uncomfortable. <laughs> Um, also, Jason Earl's the bad guy in this movie. Jason Earl, who's Jason Earl? He was the brother in Hannah Montana. Oh yeah. He's a motel owner with a really high stack of hair. He turns out to be the surprise villain. Spoilers. Was it as really a surprise, or did you see that coming from? No, the actually, life? I just didn't care. Okay. Basically, <laughs> Phil Lewis and his Lenny partner works uh, works for him, mm-hmm. and uh, they were kidnapped. They kidnapped the dad after he gets let go by them. Uh, because... By Lenny partner, do you mean that he reminds you of Lenny from Up My Sin? Yes. Okay, cool. He's kind of like, the, he's that type of, like, partner. That was a delayed response, but yes. it was important that I clarified that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Basically, the Lenny partner is a good writer, mm-hmm. but not a good writer. You okay. Know, he has good stories, but can't write well. Oh, gotcha. So they kidnap the dad to write his story well. And then, of course, Emily Osmond gets uh, picked up, too, because she was with her dad at the time. And basically, the whole movie is just... Him writing this book for for them, and then they all become friends, and eventually they team up with them to combat Jason Earls, and all the trip fans make a bunch of like high tech trip traps for the for Jason Earls to run into, mm-hmm. and then that's that's the movie. Yeah, that's great. That's a great movie. It I was, love it. It was like, it was it was fine. <laughs> it was just fine. It was more fun just to see all these like Disney Channel stars that I haven't thought about in years. Right. Well, that's the thing. Is like. I mean, Selena Gomez took off. Uh, Ariana Grande was uh, Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Um, but she didn't stick around. In Nickelodeon, at least. Yeah, no, she, she no, she left Nickelodeon is what I meant. I mean, she did two series with them. She did Victorious and Sam and Cat. Yeah, but, like, the same character and Sam and Cat went on for, like, what, 15 episodes? I I do not know enough about the history of, uh, <laughs> of Sam and Cat. Me neither. Yeah. I don't think it was that good. I couldn't tell you. I, I did not see an episode. The... the uh, the the idea interested me enough. It, it was, was like, oh, two of their best shows, uh, and two of their side characters coming together. It's a, of course side character shows are always the best. It's a crossover series, um, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, um, what was I saying? But yeah, I mean, most Disney Channel stars that we remember have a career after DComs. Yeah, and. You know, they're normally not their best work. Normally, no. normally, it's I it's, mean, a, it's a start. Don't get me wrong; I don't want to take away from these masterpieces, <laughs> uh, but these cinematic masterpieces. I think I'll start like a new collection next to my shitty movie collection, just like the decom section <laughs> of just like all the High School Musicals and all the yeah. everything. Well, the third High School Musical actually had some shots at points where it looked like a real movie. Uh, well, it was that yes. one was not a decom that was released in theaters. I'm counting it as one because I watched it. Uh, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. That, but it. <laughs> also was not a straight-to-TV movie. It, it, like, made money in, I like, know. AMC. So it looked a little better. Mm-hmm. Not that much better, but yeah. it looked a little better. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Like, there were some shots that were really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the transitions in all of these movies also, I want to say, yeah, some of them terrible. are terrible. Yeah. They're just, like, just very clearly, okay, let's move to the next scene. 
Um, they're like the fade to black and then fade back kind kind of transitions a lot because exactly. you know, those are the commercial breaks mm-hmm. that are taken out. Um, let's see what other what other movies should I talk about? Uh, I, I could go on for a very long time about each one of these because each one is like there's a lot to unpack in every single movie. Well, why don't why don't you pick one more to go deep into mm-hmm. and then we'll do like one sentence reviews for the rest of them. Right. Okay. Let me think here. Um. Okay. So. Do you have one that you want to do Do one deep in so that I can think about which one I want to... I just got Camp Rock and the High School Musical Trilogy. All of those are just, you know... Be- I mean, beautiful masterpiece, uh-huh. honestly. Um, I mean, but Camp Rock was the start of uh, Demi Lovato, and the Jonas Brothers were still kicking, so, mm-hmm. you know, they were in it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that whole that whole movie was just kind of weird mm. and awkward. It was High School Musical, but in, in a camp. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also... Uh, when Demi Lovato was singing like her "This Is Real, This Is Me" song at the end, oh, yeah. the camera angle on her was just kind of super weird. What do you like, mean? Like it looked like someone was like filming her from like the chairs. Uh-huh. Of, uh huh. Of and she's just like trying to be interesting looking while it's just this one straight shot for like twenty seconds, mm. and she's just doing these really awkward dance moves while she's singing. And then and then the Jonas Brothers st- stand up and just goes, "Yeah, the reason in my head," or something like that. They as they walk, all just they all just kind of look at her. You know, actually, they all just have have like weird glances in this movie. I don't know if you're aware, but you picked a really great week to come back to the Jonas, Jonas Brothers. Brothers are coming. Back. More old news. Jonas Brothers are reuniting for some reason. I mean, why wouldn't they? I guess it's, you're right. They're making money. They're going to make a lot of money. So much money. I I loved the Jonas Brothers music when it was around. They were pretty cool. They were. SOS, Burning Up. I do like those two songs. They're the only two songs that I can remember. No, the year 3000. Oh, that we're was almost there. We no no we're 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 no we're not significantly closer. Little now. less than a thousand years away. Little less, little less than a thousand years away, exactly. Um, but yeah, they came out with a new a new single called Sucker, which is uh, which is pretty good. I actually haven't heard it yet. Yeah, it's a bop. I'm gonna listen to it. It's a nice one. Um, but yeah, let's see. Um, that was a Camp Rock was a fun movie. I remember. I that being I, a very fun, I did. Fun one. I was entertained by it. Mm-hmm. It was funny just to see them like so young. Yeah, <laughs> it's like wow, these people are worth more than like most things in the world. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, there is a lot that I want to go in depth to each one. Okay, so I will very quickly go give you the ones I talked a- enough about. The luck of the Irish. The thirteenth <laughs> year was weird because. I've noticed that a lot of these movies have antagonists that aren't really villains. Um, like, for example, this one guy sees a mermaid as she's dropping off uh, Kyle, which is the son uh, that grows into the mermaid later on in life. Um, he sees her and then becomes obsessed with mermaids to the point where he needs to prove it. And that's his only his only thing. Um, and... At one point, he tries in the climax of the movie. He tries to capture the mermaid, who he knows is his son's best friend's uh-huh. mom. Um, <laughs> but he's still so obsessed with her that he drops the net and tries to capture her, almost killing his son in the process. Okay, cool. And then there's an immediate redemption arc. Like she washes up, he frees her, he gets freed, and all this stuff. And um, at the end of it, they wash up on the shore. And he's just one of the good guys trying to save his son's life. <laughs> like, Sorry. immediately. An immediate turnaround. No retribution whatsoever. Um, that's a satisfying movie arc. Yeah, not at all. But I will say, for a movie that's basically just about puberty, it's kind of okay. Um, so there's that. And then I watched Miracle in Lane 2. And then I watched Brink, which I kind of want to go, okay. So Brink is a movie about two rival inline skating gangs. Wow. I'll give you okay, I'm gonna give you one guess as to where you where you think this movie takes place. What what state? What state? Come on, one guess. Inline skating. Wyoming. Is that a serious guess? Yes. No, it takes place in California, dude. Oh it's it's Rocket Power, the live action <laughs> Disney that, Channel remake. That makes that makes way more sense. Yeah, come on. I don't know, I was just thinking about Wyoming. I, I don't do you often think about Wyoming? No, it's like quickies looking at me. Think of a state. Because it's like, I obviously don't know the answer. Because <laughs> it's supposed to be obvious, but I don't know. <laughs> Wyoming. You know the conspiracy theory that Wyoming isn't real? We don't have time for this. Okay, fine. Another episode. Um, but we're the basic gist of it is that um, this one guy uh, is also... Okay, so this guy 
is and his group of four skaters hate this professional group called the X Blades, and they again X for extreme, obviously, because uh, it's the nineties. Yeah, that's that's why they call them the that's the extreme men as well. The extreme men, the X Men. The oh yes, absolutely. But um, yeah, thank you. Um, but it was so it was um, and essentially. The dad, he, his family comes in, the main character's family comes into financial hardships. And so he auditions for the X-Blade or tries out or whatever, whatever it is. Great. He tries out for the X-Blades to, to become uh, this, this, to get sponsored. And he gets the thing and makes all this money to support his family. But also his, his friends hate the X-Blades, so he keeps it a secret from them. Even though, my point is, a lot of this movie could be explained away by him just coming to his friends and saying, hey... My family has financial hardships right now, <laughs> and but they call him a sellout when they eventually find out because of course they do. Yeah, they yeah. call him a sellout. Um, the the main leader of the exploits, of course, hates his guts and makes him do all these embarrassing things. And it's just a it was just a very pitiful movie, and I was very <laughs> disappointed with it. Um, and. One thing that I found interesting is I found out later that Brink, the Disney Channel original movie, is based on an 1865 novel published in the Netherlands. Hans Brinker, The Silver Skates. That was the name of the original of the original book, and it takes place. Uh, it's not an inline skating thing. It's a ice skating thing. They changed that so that it could be more rad. More I, rad. I imagine so. <laughs> uh, the way you said that was just like <laughs> Professor tried to say to sound cool. It was like they changed it so it could be more rad. They did. Uh, so well, it was... to the one person who has read this novel, and not the one person listening, I mean the one person. <laughs> well, apparently, Tell me about it. Apparently, it's it's a novel by Mary Mapes Dodge, first published in 1865, and it's considered a very uh, a very nice, very genuine look at early 19th century life in the Netherlands. Wow, so relevant. Yeah, but it's so first of all, it just took me aback that they decided to turn the turn Hans Brinker or the Silver Skates into a Disney <laughs> Channel original, <laughs> original movie, movie. <laughs> called Brink. You know there was just one guy in, at, at, at the meeting who was just like, now's my chance. <laughs> now's my chance. It was like my favorite book. We were thinking of doing a, a skating movie, and the guy was like, ice skating? He was like, no. And he was like, oh, this could still work. <laughs> I call it Brink. Brink. The, and it's just, it was, there was, okay, there's not enough time to go into this movie as much as I want. No. I just plead wow. you all to watch this horrible movie if you take one thing away from this take watch brink watch apparently. brink the movie of hans brinker or the silver <laughs> skates i didn't realize how how long we've been going i don't i don't even care because i want to keep talking <laughs> then i watched smart house which was a movie that i watched when i was a kid about um basic the basic gist of it is smart technology um, predicted a decade in advance of the first iPhone coming out, which is very impressive. Did they have an iPhone? No, they didn't. It was just a house that had artificial intelligence that made their lives easier. Oh, I, I, I've heard of this. I might have seen this movie. Yeah. And the it, it comes then the house comes to life because she wants to be the kid's mom. Um, yep. So two things that I noticed in the movie. One, a lot of the technology that they come up with is very similar to how we use smart technology today. Wow. Like, like sure, they don't magically manifest smoothies or clean up messes by throwing things on the ground but it's voice activated there was a lot of things like that artificial intelligence is really kicking so it was very cool to see that kind of thing like how it was also terrifying how correctly they predicted it so that was one thing number two the the dad is a single dad taking care of two kids and the kid has yep. to step up and all that stuff. Like, that's a big dynamic. I didn't realize how horny the dad was when I first watched oh, the movie. God. He's just like, his entire arc is, son, I got to get out there and meet woman. And the reason. Meet woman. <laughs> meet woman. And the reason that the dad agrees to go into the smart house is not because, wow, this is a great financial opportunity to oh, move into a house. Oh, was it like, so I could stick my dick in the drain pipe? No, it was, he opened up the newspaper ad about the house and saw the woman that coded the house and was like, wow, she's beautiful. We're moving in immediately. Wow. And that was the, that was the romance arc in the movie. So that was also significantly less scary than I thought it was. 
And also the house, the movie concludes with the house committing suicide, which is a dark tone for a Disney movie. But we're, we don't have time to get into that one. No, apparently not. But I want to watch this movie again. Because <laughs> yeah. apparently I missed something. It was... God. Um, but the the last movie I watched was The Color of Friendship, which is, like I said, the movie that ended racism about a um, black fam- American family uh, signing up for a exchange student from South Africa to come. To their chagrin, they find that the South African... Uh, person that comes over is white and it becomes a big thing because she grew up during apartheid and apartheid was still a thing when the movie came out and that was the mm-hmm. actually i don't think it was a thing when the movie came out but it was during the setting of the movie the year so it was kind of this thing of like racism dealing with that on a very low scale but that sounds like an actual plot of a movie not like a disney channel original movie this was no this was like a um I think this was one of the better done Disney movies. Yeah, like, that sounds like actually interesting. Yeah, it was. Um, it kind of, I mean, it glossed over a lot, like to the point where it made it seem like, you know, America is this bastion of equality <laughs> and like we got it all figured out and this South African person needs to come here to We learn. absolutely do not. No, they, they touch one, they spend one minute touching on like they drive through a poor neighborhood and the mom goes like yep here in america we also have problems and that's the only reference to american inequality in the movie wow that's really it so um would you think this is a good movie for for kids to watch to learn about this topic um i mean it's an it's an important thing to learn about apartheid and i think it explains it in a way that would make sense to children so i want to say yes but, um, because it also, it, it does touch on, there is a moment when the dad in the movie is a congressman from California. Okay. And he has a moment when he's with the girl that says, and he says to her, um, I don't think you're a bad person, but I think you've been taught some very bad things. And I think that's a very important way to look for a young kid to kind of understand what white privilege is like. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it it's not your fault, but you're still, like... You've still been taught very bad things. Yes. Um, You're a product of our past. Right. And, yeah, exactly. And it, so, yes, in that it makes sense to kids. I just, it was... You shouldn't uh, watch it for that. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of nuance, which, I mean, it wasn't like... Nuance is something that's not very oftenly found in... Uh, Disney Channel original movies. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, except... In Miracle on Lane 2, the Frankie Muniz, <laughs> the Frankie Muniz uh, original movie. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, I was a little disappointed that they didn't really turn the mirror on America to say, sure, you ended segregation, but you're not done. Uh, but outside of that, I thought it was a very a pretty pretty well done movie. Wow. Yeah. That actually, yeah. That yeah. sounds like a pretty good movie. Yeah. Definitely so, an interesting concept. Yeah, check it out. Um uh, there were a surprising amount of slurs in it. I will say that. Wow. They used the the N word a couple times and the uh, South African version of the N word multiple times. Wow. So, uh, not, that's not a that's not like an I'm impressed. That's more like a like just wow. Yeah. I can't believe Disney did that. I was very shocked when I was watching the movie. I was like, wait, what did they say? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, uh, anyway, mm-hmm. tell me. So, d- didn't yeah. think we'd get that in into that area of discussion on the Disney. Uh, channel original movie episode but and neither did i that was definitely an interesting uh, jump off here we are yeah you <laughs> so tell me about uh so you watch camp rock dad yeah. napped hatching pete and the high school musical trilogy give me a, a very brief thing of high school musical uh boy meets girl boy sings at girl girl sings back at boy uh and then a lot of high school bullshit happens and then they graduate and go to colleges near or close to each other i don't know i fell asleep halfway through the third one <laughs> Did you get to the ending of the third one? Uh, I woke up and the credits were rolling. Oh, okay. So, something I, happened. I haven't watched High School Musical 3 in a very long time. Oh, they fucking... They fucking, uh... They straight up, like, what'd they do? They fucking hazed people in that movie. Like, what? straight up just hazed. Wait, what? What are you talking about? There were new basketball players, and Troy and his friend... That's right! ...straight up just stole the clothes of the freshmen <laughs> and made them chase after them in their towels through, like, the entire school. Yes! And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> These are people we're supposed to look up to? Mm-hmm. They're bullies. They're, they were bullies, absolutely. Um... <laughs> So that that was probably the most interesting part of that movie. Did you um watch High School Musical 2 is the best of the trilogy, I think. I 
I did like it better than the first and third one. They also have better songs, like Fabulous and I Don't Dance. I did like Fabulous a lot when I was growing up. Massive bops. Oh, Massive yeah. bops. Absolutely. Oh, fabulous. Not gonna start singing. Oh, I wanna sing. But in the end, <laughs> good movies... But I will probably never watch them again. Oh, I might. I might. I'm not going to lie. I'll, I'll, give, I'll make you a deal. You watch three of my shitty movies with me, and I'll watch the High School Musical trilogy with you. I will watch three shitty movies with you. Hooray! Because I've already watched one shitty movie with and you. And it can't get worse. It legitimately cannot. No, you're wrong. It's going to get worse. How can it be worse than Shark Exorcist? No, trust me. It gets worse. For a review of Shark Exorcist, go back, I think, Four episodes? Five episodes? Go go to the one where... What did we do that week? I honestly... I don't know, because all we talked about that week was <laughs> I Shark don't remember Exorcist. anything else we did. Um, I'm sorry. We'll, we'll leave a link in the description to that episode. Yeah, I'll leave a link in the description. Thanks for giving me more work. Bucket time? I guess. Great. Here you go. Cool. We're running low, Mike. Yeah, we, we, we'll, we'll think of stuff. All right. Okay. This is a bad one, but sure. Let's do it. Freaky, but also casual, Friday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is swap professions for a week. So, you have a job. Yes. Don't go to my job. Don't, I, huh? That's what I'm saying. I want to meet your boss. No. Okay. Uh, he's a nice guy, but I don't want you to embarrass me. Okay. So, the basic, I guess, the idea is, what's your job? Describe your job. You uh, talked about it before, but tell me Yeah, um, basically, I'm trying to figure out how to explain this but i'm a graphic designer by trade and i in my job I, it involves me editing and uploading pictures to a website that sells the products of the pictures that i edit mm -hmm. so basically what i'm thinking is you do a super simple version of that or make pretty things for a week make pretty that's, graphic designs that's, for a week that's my that's my day job that's my that's my night job oh, just okay. coming home and doodling nice that's, so that's fun <laughs> so do something creative, I would say. Okay. Like in the field of design and art. All right. Do something like that, I guess. All right. Word art, here I come. Um, Honestly, go for it. And I, how are we going to do this? Because I work as a research assistant. Well, what do you do every day? Uh, whatever my bosses tell me to do. What do your bosses tell you to do every day? Uh, a lot of research and reading and transcriptions and things of that nature. Well, what's, name a thing you research about, and I'll research on it. Uh, well, I, I work at, I mean, I've spoken on, 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 I've spoken on this before. I'm studying to be a teacher, so it's mostly about education things. Okay, may I'll learn about education. You'll learn about educational theory? <laughs> yeah, that's funny and ironic. Okay, great, let's... Oh, this is going to be a great episode next week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> tune in next week for art, for art and education. Yes, absolutely. All right. Uh, do we have anything else we want to say? No. Okay, great. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We have artists that support us in Adam Rudy and Winston De Jesus. Please check out their stuff in the description if you like what you hear and see on the podcast. Um, also, give us a follow. We also have social media in the description. Mm -hmm. Leave a rate and review. Tell a friend. That really helps. Please do that. And um, I guess until next week, don't forget to challenge yourself. And you're watching Disney. I mean, try something new. <laughs> See you guys next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>